0: Good morning, K Chapel. Our scripture this morning comes from Ezekiel 11, chapter 16 through the 20th verse, King James Version. Therefore say, thus said the Lord God, although I have cast them far, far away um, among the heathens and although I have scattered them uh, um, among the countries, yet, yet will I be with them as a little sanctuary in the countries where they shall come. Therefore say, thus said the Lord God. I will either, either, even gather you from the people and assemble you out of the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. And they shall come thither, and they shall take away all, all the detestable things thereof and all, the, and all the abominations thereof from thence. And I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within them, and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and I will give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep mine ordinances and do them. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. Let us pray. Dear Father, what a wonderful day to be in the house of the Lord. For your house is anywhere two or more who believe in thee have gathered. And on this very day, this very second, this very moment, your spirit can touch us, can convict us and can change us. You have the ability to make us anew if we only just ask and believe. You have the ability to make us not just what is, but what can be. That even when times are hard, there is a brighter day ahead. That even when we have sorrow, your eternal grace will grant us peace. Lord, I come to you this morning asking for that eternal peace. Lord, I come to you this morning putting that faith on the line. And this historic building today, it depicts the struggle of a people, the endurance of a people, and the faith of a people to overcome. The Lord, sometimes we forget, Lord. What do you have, what you have already done for us? Lord, sometimes we forget what you have already put in us. A people who can endure being packed like livestock on slave ships, working from dawn to dust in cotton fields for no pay, and being sold and separated from loved ones like cattle. Even still, they have found a way to educate themselves, work for themselves, and lead themselves. Make a way out of no way. Sounds like faith to me, and sounds like the Lord. This doesn't just happen unless the Lord's hands ain't in it. So today, there are many that need a helping hand. And if God's people won't lend a helping hand, who will? This prayer is for the strength to do God's will. Once the praying is over, once the singing is over, once the preaching is over, let's do God's will. Let your love be seen through what we do and how we treat your people. For thy love is great. And thy mercy endures forever. Amen.
1: Crying for a Savior to come and save us from this world. Now, God, I'm calling your name, because my world does need a chance.
2: Snake King So
3: God is so incredibly faithful to us and now we have the opportunity to show forth our faithfulness to him. Won't you give now in this our tithes and our offering period? We invite you to give as God has so prospered you. There are any number of ways that you can give. If you have the church app, you can give on it or you can text the number that's on your screen right now. You can always mail your offering or you can drop it by the office. But whichever way you select, make sure that you give liberally, cheerfully and regularly, for God loves a cheerful giver. Today is a special day for our church family. It's the day when we recognize the 2020 graduates, high school, college, and post-secondary education graduates, all are recognized for their hard work, their achievements, and the special grace of resiliency that they have been given to persevere through the end of a school year that no one could have predicted, but you did it. You made the adjustments. You figured out the transitions. You you didn't give up on the process. And you allowed the kind of resiliency that makes for great leaders, the, the kind of resiliency that defies the odds before you and dares to dream in spite of, to hope for a brighter day, a better tomorrow to fight for the space that God has determined to be yours and to refuse to give up because doing so would be a disappointment not only to your family and friends and and yourself, but to the cloud of ancestral witnesses who dare to push their way through difficult days of their own. They push their way through, and so will you. Today we salute you from Smith-Robertson Museum, Before it became a museum, this was the first public school for African Americans in the city of Jackson. I pray that the history that is now housed in these hallowed halls will call out to you when you face life's struggles, reminding you of what you're made of, what you've been through, and what God will help you to overcome. The hopes of our ancestors unite with our collective hope for you today as you move forward Claim every purpose, every promise, and every potential that God has placed inside of you. 2020 graduates, we salute you.
4: The celebration of our 2020 graduates begins with Miss Caitlin Barnes. Caitlin is the daughter of Karen Bell. She is a graduate of Terry High School and is planning to attend the Mississippi Gulf Coast or Southwest Mississippi Community College. She will major in biochemistry pre-dental. Congratulations, Caitlin. Our next graduate is Jonathan Buckley. Jonathan is the son of Pastor Reginald and Dr. Lucretia Buckley. He's a graduate of St. Andrew's Episcopal School and is planning to attend the University of Southern Mississippi and major in graphic designs. Congratulations, Jonathan. Congratulations to Miss Tamaya Cheatham. Tamaya is the daughter of the late Clifton Smith and Kathy Cheatham. She is a graduate of Callaway High School. She's planning to attend the Jackson State University and major in biology and chemistry. Jennifer Fleming is the daughter of Laniece Fleming. She is a graduate of Jim Hill High School and is planning to attend Tugaloo College and major in Computer Science. Congratulations, Jennifer. Mr. Rashad Harris. Rashad is the son of Randy and Terry Harris. He is a graduate of Murrah High School and planning to attend Tougaloo College and major in Physiology. Kenya Johnson. Kenya is the daughter of Kevin and Vicki Nunn. She is a graduate of Ridgeland High School. Kenya is planning to attend Holmes Community College and major in nursing. Congratulations, Kenya. Jalen Poindexter Jalen is the son of Greg and Deanna Poindexter. He is a graduate of Murrah High School and planning to attend Jones Community Junior College with a major in education and an emphasis in music. Mr. Kahari Thickland. Kahari is the son of Catherine Thicklin. He is a graduate of Murrah High School and planning to attend Heinz Community College with a major in welding. Well done, Kahari. Caleb Young. Caleb is the son of Carl and Demetria Young. He is a graduate of Risland High School. Caleb is planning to attend Alcorn State University and major in agricultural plant and soil science. Good job, Caleb. And our last high school graduate is Mr. Carlton Young. Carlton is the son of Carl and Demetri Young. He is a graduate of Ridgeland High School. Carlton is planning to attend Hines Community College and major in commercial aviation. Let's congratulate our 2020 high school graduates. And now on to our college graduates. Obtaining his associate degree, we have Mr. Otis Roach, Jr. Mr. Roach is a graduate of Heinz Community College. He received his associate degree in manufacturing and machine technology. And receiving their bachelor's degree, we have Mr. Deontay Frazier. He is a graduate of Mississippi State University. He received his bachelor's of science degree in chemical engineering and works for Dow Chemical. Sabrina Gray is a graduate of the Jackson State University. She received her bachelor's degree in professional interdisciplinary studies. Marshawn McGee is a graduate of Tougaloo College. He received his bachelor's degree in physical health and recreation. He plans to attend nursing school in the fall. Aunt Ms. Akilah Thicklin is a graduate of the University of Southern Mississippi. She received her bachelor's of science degree in psychology. She will be attending nursing school in the fall as well. And receiving their master's degree, we have Miss Jennifer Kelly Gray. Jennifer is a graduate of Mississippi College. She received her master's degree in education, focusing on curriculum and instruction. She is currently a teacher in the Madison County School System. And Ms. Johnny P. Gray is a graduate of Belhaven University. She received her master's of science degree in leadership. Dr. Erica Webster is a graduate of the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Dr. Webster received her Executive Master's of Science degree in Population Health Management. She will continue to work in the area of clinical pharmacy. Congratulations are in order for Jennifer Brooks. Jennifer is a graduate of the University of Mississippi School of Law. She received her Juris Doctorate degree and upon passing her bar exam will enter the U.S. Air Force JAG Corps. And our final graduate today is Dr. Driscoll Duvall. Dr. Duvall is a graduate of the University of Mississippi, receiving his doctoral degree in health administration. He is the director of respiratory care and ECMO at the University Children's Hospital. Please join me in congratulating all 20 of our class of 2020 graduates. Job well done. Hello, Kate
5: Chapel. This is Reverend Harrington, and I'm coming to you as Stand in Place from the Haven, my home. And my responsibility today is to pray for our graduates. So if you would join me in lifting holy hands and let us petition the throne of grace. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for all of our graduates. We thank you for kindergarten, for elementary, middle school, for high school, our college graduates and even those who in our doctoral programs. God, we just say hallelujah, thank you Jesus, all of these successes. We thank you for the administrators and the teachers and the parents, the wonderful parents that have been in support of them all through their academic years. God, right now we're just saying guide them, protect them, direct them, give them understanding you said that if we present them to you that they are yours already and they can succeed at any desires of their heart we pray now lord that they dream that they come up with their visions and that they work hard to achieve their plans god we are just thankful here at k chapel in this community to have this many young people who are moving forward we ask you to be with them direct them Protect them. It is in the name of Jesus. And all the saints say, Amen, Amen, and Amen.
1: The question is, the question
2: is, the question is
1: when you're standing at a crossroad. When you're standing at a cross What do you do? Road, what do you do? When a fork is in the road? When a fork is
2: in the road, what do you do? What do
1: you do? When the world is on your shoulders. When the world is on your shoulders, what, what do you do? When your back is up against the wall. When your back is up against the wall. Come on. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? You hold on. You hold on. And keep keep the faith. Oh, tell somebody on your road. Turn to them and say, "Keep." keep the
2: faith.
1: Oh, it's all right. Turn to your other neighbor and tell them to keep the faith. Oh, I want you to encourage somebody else. Tell them just keep the faith. Keep the faith. Oh, I have another question for you. Tell me, where do you look? Where do you look? When there's nowhere else to look. When there's nowhere else to look. Where do you turn? Where do you turn? When there's nowhere else to turn. When there's nowhere else. To go when there's nowhere else to go. What do you do? What do you do? When there's nothing else to do. When there's nothing else to do. You're in the master's hand. You're in
2: the master's hand. The master's and he's got a plan. And the master has
1: a plan. So Hold on. So hold on. Oh my brother, hold, hold on. all right, just keep the faith, keep the faith, don't get tired, hang on in there, and keep the faith, keep the faith, I know it gets rough sometimes, but hold on and keep the faith, keep the faith, you may forget this sometimes, but he's worked it out before, hasn't he? Work it out, out again. Trust God. Trust Oh, let's take that a little higher. Trust God. Trust God. Keep the faith. Keep the
3: faith. One day my dad and I were walking along Ferris Street. If I had to guess, we were probably headed to Big Apple Inn to get some smokes or something, but we got to a clearing where he could see this building, the elementary school where he attended when he was just a boy. When he saw it, he said, you know, that's where I went to school. I could see his eyes light up as he began to reminisce. One of the things that he shared that he loved to do was play marbles in the schoolyard. And according to him and his grade school friend, Arthur Britton, the two of them ran the yard when it came to marbles. While talking about that, he looked a little further east and saw the dome of the state capitol building. It's there where you have the privilege of serving as state legislator for 23 years. And when he looked back at the playground and then back at the Capitol Dome of the building, he said these words, little did I know that as a boy, I was playing in the shadow of my future. Sometimes our futures can be so much more than we ever imagined. Other times they might go pretty much as planned. And and in some instances, you're just thankful that anything close to what you had in mind came together. And still other times, nothing goes the way you had envisioned. It's kind of like that for us this week when we started our worship planning meeting. You see, when we started out, we had different plans for where we would be sharing today's message. We had different scenes in mind, different backdrops, different imagery, different angles, and a completely different outdoors venue. But the weather forecast called for rain. and Suddenly, we were forced to find something different, to go somewhere else. The rain drove us here. Well, actually, Providence drove us here. And how appropriate that on baccalaureate Sunday, we would be driven to the first public school building for African Americans in the city of Jackson this place that now tells the story of perseverance through pain and triumph over tragedy, we were made to come here and take our hands off and let God direct it. I was reading the other day an article, it uh, said something like this, hurt is the result of unrealized expectations. In other words, when we're hurt, it's usually because we had some idea or some hope or some dream or some plan or some assumption in mind about how things would turn out and letting go of those dreams those hopes those plans those assumptions that's what hurts it hurts when a couple has been planning to spend their golden years together only to have that future robbed when one of them is suffering from alzheimer's And that husband or that wife must trade in and grieve the assumption that they made that these would be their best years. It hurts. It hurts when you move your family to a new city for a job opportunity. But when you get there, your kids are having a hard time adjusting to school. Your your wife misses her parents and friends. The church you end up going to doesn't feel quite like your old church. And soon the job you move, there for is phased out. It hurts. or or all you've been praying for is a healthy family. You've fixed the nursery, you've brought the clothes, and and you've gotten everything ready, but your child's condition means that they're spending more time in the hospital than they are at home. That hurts. You see, life doesn't always go according to plans. Sometimes our plans get scattered all over the place. In this text, the children of Israel have been scattered all across Babylon. Babylon they are exiles in a foreign land. And this has a particular sting to it, because remember, they are supposed to be God's people. They're supposed to be a great nation and and live in a great land according to the promises that God made to Abraham, But, but they have no land of their own, and they are exiles scattered in a foreign nation. It's while they're in this foreign land that they're their lamenting cry is pinned into psalm, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? In other words, how can we rejoice? How can we shout? How can we worship? How can we praise God when our hopes and our dreams and our plans and our people have been scattered? You see, our story is not so removed from that of the Hebrew people. We know what it's like to be scattered in a foreign land and and have to look up to heaven wondering, God, where are you in all of this? From the cry of Moses to Pharaoh to let my people go to our own Harriet Tubman who engineered the exodus of thousands of slaves out of that peculiar institution, we can identify our own story with the Hebrew children. But but an interesting tension develops for the Hebrew nation while they are in exile some of the jewish zealots who were still in jerusalem are sending false prophets to the jews who are in babylon with a message basically saying hey hang loose we're going to have a rebellion and and we're going to defeat the babylonians and and you're going to be allowed to come back to jerusalem so don't get too comfortable don't establish any roots because you won't be there very long but ezekiel is in exile in babylon He's one of the exiles in the foreign land, and he, like Jeremiah, who came before him, preaches a completely different message. Their message is one of settle down, establish roots where you are. In fact, Jeremiah 29 reads like this in verse 5, build houses and live in them, settle in the land, Plant gardens and eat the food you grow. Get married and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and let your daughters be married. Do this so that they also may have sons and daughters. Have many children and grow in number in Babylon. Don't become fewer in number. Verse 7 says, also do good things for the city I sent you. Pray to the Lord for the city you are living in, because if there is peace in the city, you will have peace also. Ezekiel's message is, settle down, make the best out of a new reality, because we're going to be here for a minute. You see, once things have scattered, the human tendency is to wait for things to get back in place and go back to normal. A lot of us are on edge, waiting for things to get back to the way they were, when the reality is that there's some new normals that we will have to just settle into and make the best of because things are different now. School calendars are being adjusted, restaurants have already changed their dining room setups, how we travel is changing, office spaces will be designed differently, and and when we eventually gather together again, the church will gather differently. That's not to say that we won't ever return to some of what we used to do and how we used to do it, but it might be a minute before that happens. So Ezekiel says to us, settle in, make the adjustment, build houses or create new structures, develop new infrastructure, new systems, new communities, virtual communities, online gatherings, digital connecting points, build new houses. New ways of meeting, new ways of ministry, ways of serving, new, new houses, and that's the work that we're engaging in now as a church, because we may be here for a while. Stop looking back and waiting to get back to what used to be. God says, build where you are, and I'll be with you there. Build where you are, and I'll be your God, even when you're in a different land. Build where you are, and I'll show up. So the question is, how do you personally handle your plans when they've been scattered? When you're made to do life in a new space or when you're confronted with a new reality or when the thing that you're looking forward to most is not the same thing, how do you respond to life's new realities? There are basically three ways you can respond when life has scattered your plans. Your first option is, The response of resistance. You can refuse to accept the change. You you can look the other way and refuse to face what's in front of you. You can deny that things are even different and resist the new reality and refuse to make any adjustments. Trying to go on with life as normal. Now, resistance to change usually doesn't end very well, but it is an option. Second option is the response of resignation. Resignation is when you don't really accept what's new, but you resign to the fact that you can't really do anything about it. So you adopt a kind of whatever mentality. You're tired of trying to fight it. You, you see that things are moving in a different direction, and so you just go along for the ride, not really interested in it or contributing to it. So with resignation, it's giving up rather than giving in and fully participating in the process, Whatever. But the third option is the response of resolve. The people who respond with resolve are those who are determined to work in and through the change. Now, they may not like it or even agree with it, but they see the change, that that change is a new space in which they must operate, and therefore, they're committed to figuring out new models and methods, committed to discovering new modes and modalities. They're resolved to work in the unfamiliar spaces while figuring out new parameters and perimeters. Resolved to make the necessary adjustments. Resolved to figure out the new system in order to to make it work in their favor. Resolved to learn new skills. Resolved to retool if necessary. Resolved that change is a part of life and our plans don't always come together that we hope, the way we hoped when your response is resolve rather than resistance and resignation, your song changes from, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land, to, I know the Lord will make a way somehow. Your song changes from those of lament and languish to those of a resolved spirit. So let's look at what the text promises. First, God says to his people, these people who have experienced this horrific scattering. First, we can lean into Him for sanctuary. Listen to the text again. Although I have scattered them among the countries, yet I will be to them as a little sanctuary. (laughs) When life's plans have been scattered, take sanctuary in God. When you can't get to the big sanctuary you're used to coming to, God says, let me be your little sanctuary, where you and I can have a close-up personal and intimate relationship and fellowship. In, In the scatterings of life, God says, I'll provide you with sanctuary. I'll give you solace, I'll be your peace. I'll become for you the place where life makes sense, where you can sense my power and get in touch with my purpose. God gives us himself for us to lean into. But then secondly, when life's plans have been scattered, while we can lean into God for sanctuary, we can also lean on each other for support. Verse 17 says, Therefore say, thus saith the Lord God, I will even gather you from the people and assemble you out of the countries where you have been scattered. The good news of this text is that even in the scatterings of life, there is still an assembly. We've always preached that passage out of Hebrews that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves. And and some have argued that that if we're we're not going to church right now, aren't we doing exactly that in this season? But we're still assembling. Maybe not in person, but, but we're still gathering together and we are still an assembly, a gathering of people, a community of faith from which we can draw strength hope and faith God says to us I will assemble you which means that we don't have to try to do life by ourselves when our plans have been scattered look for the assembly lean on each other reach out and connect with brothers and sisters for for the last few months we've been practicing yes what we call social distancing but but I think a better term is physical distancing We don't have to become antisocial because we've been scattered. We need not isolate ourselves from each other and, and go into hiding. We don't have to become socially distanced because we need to be physically distant. The human heart cries for community. The human soul feeds from the nectar of relationships. So don't deny the heart and the soul the blessing of community. Being physically distant shouldn't mean that we can't experience community. God will assemble us in new ways so that we can lean on each other in and through life's scattered plans. But then finally, we can listen to His voice for security. Listen to the text again, and I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within you. I will take away the stony heart out of their flesh and will give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep mine ordinance and do them and they shall be my people and I will be their God. God says to us that when our plans have been scattered, I'm with you. In fact, he says, I'm doing a new work inside of you, giving you a new heart a new spirit, so that you will walk in my statutes and keep my commandments. And then he says this, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. Listen to the security of that statement, that in the scattered messes of life's plans, we can have the confidence of knowing that we're still his people, and he's still our God. It means you don't have to start wondering or worrying if God is somehow against you or has become your enemy. When when bad things happen or when the bottom falls out, God says, you're still my child and I'm still your God. (laughs) And with that confidence, with that security, we can move forward. With hope, we can persevere with that assurance we can go into an uncertain future keeping the faith and holding to God's unchanging hand. You've heard the story of our struggle, our trials, and yet our perseverance as a people. But now is a critically important time, a time for personal commitment. The God who has been with us from Africa to Mississippi, the God who has stayed with us as a people who have persevered through struggle, through trial, through adversity. He's the God who pulls us through even our own personal struggles. If you're, if you're out there and you would like to be a part of this community of faith, this body of Christ, and know this God of your, as your Lord and your Savior, I want to invite you to accept Jesus as your personal Savior right now. Won't you pray this prayer with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, I accept you now as Lord. I thank you that you're my God. I open my heart to you. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that he died on a cross for my sins. and I believe that he rose again from the dead. And right now, I accept him as Lord. Come into my life. Make me a new creature. I've tried to do life all on my own. But now, God, you take control. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to do one more thing. Call the number that's at the bottom of your screen. There's someone waiting to talk to you so that you can learn the next steps in order to live out your faith as a new believer in Jesus Christ. I'm glad that you made the decision. Go ahead and make the phone call. This morning, we celebrate the Lord's Supper. As a body of baptized believers, we thank God for the sacrifice of His Son, giving His body and His blood for the salvation of our souls. I pray that you've had the opportunity to stop by and get your communion cup. If you haven't, why don't you take a moment right now, go to your pantry and get a cracker or some grape juice as we celebrate this together. And he took bread, broke it and blessed it and said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Likewise, in the same manner, he took the cup and blessed it, saying, this is the blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of sin. As often as we do this, we do show forth his death and suffering until he comes again. Let us drink together. And when they finish, they sang a hymn and went out into the Mount of Olives. God bless you. And thank you for worshiping with us this morning. I pray that you've had an awesome time in worshiping our Lord and our Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ. Listen, I wanna remind you that Vacation Bible School is coming up for our adults and our children in the month of June. Look out for those announcements. We'll be sure to post it on Facebook, as well as link it to the app. Won't you pray with us as we leave you now? Now may the grace of God, and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with each of you now henceforth and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace.